Hello, and welcome to another episode of RoseCast. This week, Dr. Rose sits down with author Maureen Ryan Griffin to discuss her journey to becoming an author. Stay tuned. Hello, everybody, and this is Dr. Sarah Rose welcoming you to another segment of RoseCast. Today, I have a very exciting author that I can't wait for you to meet. Her name is Maureen Ryan Griffin. Welcome, Maureen. Thank you so much. It's such a pleasure to be here, Sarah. Well, we're excited to have you. Your life has been very interesting, and I think our listeners would be really curious as to your path that led you to being a writer. Well, I... I love that, and I love something you said just before we started, is that just about everything that people are engaged with, there's a story behind how it all started. Mm -hmm. So my journey as a writer started with my great fortune in being born to a mother who loved books and reading. She read to us with great expression, and I don't even remember learning how to read. I feel like I was born (laughs) knowing how to read. And as a matter of fact, I loved reading so much that uh, my mother had a hard time keeping me in library books. She did her best. We could only take six out at a time when I was a kid. And we'd go to the library, and she would hide my books from me uh, and, and kind of dole them out because otherwise I would just read them all within the first couple hours of getting them. So it was very natural for me to think about writing. And I started writing poems actually just for myself when I was about eight. It was just something that I did all the way through elementary school and high school. And I showed a few of them to people, but mostly I wrote for myself. And I did quite a bit of writing in high school. I I wrote features for a newspaper and that kind of thing. So, and then in college, I was a a journalism major for one semester. (laughs) And and, uh, the the thing that that had me leave journalism is, is that I realized that people were going to ask me to write about what they wanted me to write about and tell me when I had to write it. And that just really didn't appeal to me very much. I wanted to write what I wanted to write. And so I decided that I'd be better off having writing be something I did for myself, for my own pleasure, as it came to me, rather than than having to write on a, on a deadline. Because and that would have really uh, deadened your creative juices to I write. I think so. And, I, and I am not really a, a news kind of person. I'm much more interested in the interior world than the exterior world. Mm -hmm. And I think what I've written really reflects that. I actually went off to college with a declared major of psychology. I've always been very interested in in people's uh, journeys of personal growth. I have a particular interest in uh, writing as a as a way to heal because when I did first first start writing, I did a lot of writing that helped me to heal from some childhood wounds that that I'd experienced. So um, and and then I, my my friends in college all made fun of me because I think for the first four semesters I had a different major, but I did manage to graduate on time and I ended up getting a degree in special education. Oh, that's and interesting. And I worked with learning disabled kids, which was fabulous. I I learned a lot about the way our brains work 
how, you know, how we each have our strengths and we each have our weaknesses and all the different areas. Now they call about different, you know, talk about different kinds of intelligence, emotional right, intelligence. Yes. And, you know, there are so many ways to, to be gifted and so many ways to be ungifted. Uh, for example, my daughter and husband both have the world's worst sense of direction. And I know they wouldn't mind me saying that. It's kind of a joke in our family. And, you know, that that's a, a kind of intelligence too. Sure, and, absolutely. Um, I, I am not very good with with numbers, for example, I, I'm so leaning toward toward words, and uh, so the first professional job I ever had was was as a teacher of kids with learning disabilities, which I really loved, and I went from that to a dream job for me, which was running a Girl Scout camp. I was the director of a Girl Scout camp when I was a kid. Girl Scout camp was my very favorite thing, so it was wonderful. I just was looking for a job when um, actually. Oh, see, such a long story. <laughs> I'll, I'll leave out that that little, you know. Well, the, let me ask yeah. you, Maureen, with, I'm intrigued by your helping the children with learning disabilities. Mm -hmm. Did you use your writing to do that? Some I, of the writing skills? To you know, I didn't. What I, what I ended up doing was actually using, in a sense, I, I used comprehension skills. Mm -hmm. I was a, my first professional job, I worked at a middle school and I was a resource teacher and the kids would come into my classroom and they were embarrassed and ashamed to come into my classroom because everybody knew that, yes. you know, these were the kids, you know, they, they thought of themselves sure. as dumb, you know, right. that that was the consensus. And I, I had access to their IQs. I had some brilliant kids. So I went to the vice principal of the school and I said, I want uh, copies uh, for my kids of the highest level reading book you have. You know, what's what's the, the honors English book? Mm -hmm. And and then we, we read those stories out loud together with me doing a lot of the reading when needed. And then we, we did all the comprehension questions and activities together. Right. And they strutted around with those with those books. So you gave them a lot. So of So I gave them a lot of confidence, and and we we really focused on what language provided in terms of story, in terms of meaning right. and uh, metaphor, rather than just focusing strictly on on the reading of the words. So themselves. they had an advanced class. Yes, they did. They really did. And it was it was really a joy to to give that to them. Well that's interesting. So after the Girl Scout camp, what <laughs> so, did you do? So after the Girl Scout camp, so here I was going off to Girl Scout camp and then I got married and then we had our daughter and I took our daughter to camp uh, when when she was a baby and she was teething and I, I got so sleep deprived, I was hallucinating. And, oh. <laughs> and my husband didn't like us to be gone. And so I realized this was just not too something. Much. Yeah, it was yeah. too much. It wasn't fair to our family. Not the best thing anymore. And I I, I cried when I left. Yes. I, I hated it. But then I remembered then that I'd always wanted to write. So I got a few writing books. And that's what really got me started. The The one that really made the biggest difference was called Becoming a Writer mm -hmm. by Dorothea Brand, which I think she wrote in 1923. Mm -hmm. And there were two practices in there that I just found uh, very enlivening to, to write first thing in the morning for 30 minutes no matter what, yes. and to every day make a 15-minute writing appointment, and whatever time you said, and it could be a different time every day, but the night before that morning, you picked your time, mm -hmm. you wrote then, and 
after a while of doing that, I, I found myself really experiencing myself as a writer, a, a predictable writer. Sure. I, yeah. I got what that journalism degree would have given me, I think, <laughs> <laughs> the long way so around. So you learned with the book and I with le- experience, yeah, exactly, just trying exactly, over and over. Exactly. Well, just the, the daily dedication, the, the, dedication mm-hmm. the, the commitment and the, the practice of it, uh, rather than just writing when I wanted to, right. just sitting myself down and realizing I didn't have to want to to do it. It was yes. just, and, and that I was always glad after I had done it. Mm-hmm. I, I was never sorry I had written. So you loved it. It I was did. just you. I did. I did love it. And, and then I ended up uh, taking a writing class with a teacher named Irene Blair Honeycutt. And it was a journal writing class. And she read us selections, some poetry, some prose. And then we wrote. And then we read what we wrote. And I was just, I could not believe that this was something a person could do for a living, that that you could read people writing and say, let's write about this, and then read it and see what you could make of what came out of you in that way. And that was really the beginning of me taking on writing things that I would send out for publication and eventually to becoming a teacher myself. Yeah, and then they you de- they discovered your talent, and then you could use that to teach others. Well, I was so lucky to have uh, Irene Blair Honeycutt as my teacher and then a, and a mentor. She and and she is now a very dear friend of mine. But she supported me so richly, and she gave me opportunities. She heard from people, and that's so important. Yeah, yeah, it it really was. I, I'm forever grateful. Well, you have such an interesting story. Well, everyone's story is interesting, don't you think? But but yeah, it it's. It's falling. I, I think I did a lot of of following my intuition and mm-hmm. following my passion, and between those two things, and you know, the I, I cannot discount how lucky I am to have such a supportive husband. That's because important. He he was so happy. We we both decided that we wanted um, that I would stay home and mm-hmm. and raise our kids, and and growing this business was something that I and 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 developing as a writer was something that I did as I was raising our kids, and and uh, I, I couldn't have done it without his support. Yes, that's important. So, Maureen, tell me about the books you've written. Well, I started off with uh, a poetry collection and then another poetry collection, both chapbooks, which is a small collection of poetry, and then I... It was uh, tell us a little bit about the poetry collection now. Where I know you said you wrote poetry as a child, but sort of where did the impetus of that come from? Gosh, so I think the impetus to write poetry came from the poetry I I heard and read as a as a kid. My mother reading me poetry. She loved Ogden Nash mm-hmm. and. That was really important. And then there was a poem by William William Brighty Rands that was in one of my readers when I was a kid. And it started off, oh, you great, wide, beautiful, wonderful world with the wonderful water around you curled. And that that expansiveness and that, that joy really, really struck me. And it just was a very natural outpouring. I didn't try to write poetry. It just felt like it came, it just came to from me. You. And it came from me. And 
so I had those two collections of of poetry and and I was also actively teaching at at that point as I was writing poetry I'd started teaching different journal writing classes and then some other creativity classes where and did you teach well, I taught through continuing education at Queen's University and through CPCC. I started off at Shepherd Center. Oh, And yes. I saw that you had you yes. had actually interviewed the, the director. That This was yes. quite a long time ago. Um, and but that's for senior adults. And yeah. so they could learn the skill of writing or just enjoy writing. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That's a wonderful time of life to, yes. to begin writing or, or resume writing. For many yeah. people, it's resuming writing. And then I ended up publishing... A book called Spinning Words into Gold, which is a hands-on guide to the craft of writing. That was the the next thing that that came along. And so after teaching writing at Queens and uh, the Shepherd Center and uh, some other places, then you wrote a book about how you teach writing? Yes. Uh, and as a matter of fact, it, and there, there was another book slipped in there, which was a book that a family cookbook with stories that I wrote when my mom got ill. And so tell us about that. All right. Well, it's called How She Fed Us. And my mother was a dietitian and she lived to cook and loved food so much. Every letter or postcard she ever sent me told me what she'd eaten. <laughs> and I don't like to cook, but I love stories. And there was a beautiful little a uh, series of synchronicities that led me to the realization that I could pair uh, recipes and stories. And she told me that she'd always wanted to write a cookbook. So this was a way of making her dream come true. Exactly. And and um, so I was working on that. And I had to finish that book. Uh, we were losing my mom, and I wanted the book to be finished in time for her to to at least see that she had it and understand it as best that she could. Exactly, and I know that book must have been really very innovative because they were your stories, stories of her live, growing up with her and that type of thing, and then the food. Yeah, so it was a and, – and I'm actually now in the process of turning it into a – what I'm calling a cookbook memoir that's going to be coming out in 2020. So I'm I'm back at this, uh, but instead of being something that's for our family where I included all right. my siblings yes. and grandchildren, this is really about the relationship uh -huh. between my mom and me yeah. and and – uh, just growing that will up be very special. Yeah, it, it's it's been terrific, and so I had decided I'd gotten the idea for the writing book while I was working on my mother's book, and I got so excited that I actually kind of forgot about my mother's book for a few <laughs> weeks. It just was writing madly for for spinning words into gold, although I didn't know the name of it then. And then I realized, wait, what are you doing? You have to go back and finish your mom's book. And I told myself that on a particular date I was going to going to start this book and it was after I was completely finished with how she fed us and either the day of or the day after my my completing that book my editor of the two of one of the poetry collections called me up and said I got this idea in the shower this morning your students are always telling me how much they love your classes you're going to write a writing book and I'm going to publish it so so I was just so stunned by the timing of it and and that's it all came together. It all what came synchronicity. It all came together. And I, I'm just gonna say too, um, in between writing Spinning Words into Gold and the book that I am gonna be talking about in our next session, the Tag I Mit uh, Daily Practice, I 
ended up, of course, losing my mom, and I created these two companions in grieving, healing, and gratitude, one specifically for Christians and one's for people of any faith or no faith. And they're based on the beautiful grief work of, um, oh gosh, the woman who did the stages of grief and- Elizabeth. Elizabeth Kubler-Ross. Oh, thank you. Yes, that is it. Yes, based on the work of Elizabeth Kubler-Ross. And and then I went on from there. And then I ended up with 10,000 Cicadas Can't Be Wrong, where I (laughs) played around with a lot of different voices. I was inspired by these cicadas singing their hearts out. You know, they, they wait 17 years to be born. They have these brief little lifespans and while they are alive they sing like mad so that's there's that it's and a beautiful title thank you I, I I love it and it came to me in a very intuitive way and and all of this kind of together along with some circumstances in my life uh, led me to the place where I came up with this idea of having this uh, book, uh, this tag I'm at daily practice of Thanksgiving, acknowledgement, gratitude, and intention. And it's based on much of what I teach. It's based on practices that I've found uh, help people. And, and, and I really started this for me. I, I made the book for me, really, and I'm so happy other people love it. But I wanted one because the practice helped me so much. So... It's been a wonderful journey up to this point, being a writer and being a teacher. Well, it's been a very full one and a very exciting one. So in our next segment, we're going to find out more about Maureen's books and her practice. And uh, Maureen, we'll see you in the next segment. Thank you. Dr. Sarah Rose has her Ph.D. in psychology. In her role as a counselor, Dr. Rose's objective is supporting and empowering individuals to live healthier, happier lives. She is a licensed professional counselor and national board certified counselor who currently lives in Charlotte, North Carolina, where she operates in private practice. Join us next time as Dr. Rose dives into more exciting topics in the field of wellness and mental health. Next time on RoseCast.